1: hey bsb some number here with gregory uh, after a rousing episode okay. of blue shirts breakaway on monday with all the butterflies and apples and joy of everything butterflies and apples that's a happy combo right i'm am n- nailing
2: it i have no idea i'm also Do they go together i don't think so it's like apples and honey that's a rosh hashanah mm. thing i don't know what the hell butterflies and apples are
1: i don't know i was just trying to think of happy things i don't know why apples came to mind
2: that's Why are true. apples happy? I don't know. I mean, I like apples. Don't get me wrong. I
1: feel like when school, when they show you like happy pictures, they just show you a nice apple. <laughs> or that's when they're teaching. I think the you went ed. to.
2: A, I think you should have. You should have gone to better schools. But then again, we went to the we went same, to same college, the same so, same so I guess college, jokes yeah. on me there. That's, tough.
1: that's gotta be tough for you.
2: Yeah, that's an L for me.
1: Maris, huh? Uh, hey, you know what the Rangers and Maris have a con- in common?
2: No, didn't Maris send out a letter today? I think I got one today.
1: Oh, uh, did you? God damn it!
2: I. <laughs> I
1: was on <laughs> I was on a a very long work call until I'm, very recently. Um but I'm going to
2: look right now. I definitely got something from Mary's maybe they're still just asking me for money.
1: Racism. Please donate to us immediately. I know that tuition of $40,000 was a lot, but really if you could donate 10 to $20,000 more, we would really enjoy that. Did you don't did you enjoy the river? Yeah,
2: we had uh <laughs> At 5:57 p.m. today, we got an email uh, okay. called "Memorandum to the Merritts College Community" from Dennis J. Murray. Oh, okay. Dennis so, Dennis has it up. said something. Yeah, this is now Marist a Merritts podcast.
1: Dennis Murray, highest paid uh, president in the United States, by the way, of any college. He's
2: the- not even truly. He's president emeritus. I think, like, he's not a real president. It's just he's the interim because the other guy left. And they haven't announced anybody else yet. He's but he's got the sweetest gig in America. But he's
1: been president like five times. <laughs> I know. He's,
2: he's got the sweetest. He's Rage. basically Grover Cleveland is really what it comes One down to. One more
1: marriage story before we get to the Rangers. Do you remember when they got donated a goddamn mansion in like $70 million and did nothing with it but bring like three students there and chill and have parties for themselves?
2: Ryan, I think about that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> every, time they, every time they ask me for money, my mind immediately goes to the time where they got a literal $70 million endowment. And they're like, yeah, we're still poor. I was like, fuck you, you're not poor. I'm poor. They, All I have is a degree from some you. Some
1: millionaire guy, like, passed away in his will for some reason. Was like, I want my entire state and this amount of money to go to Marist College to form a leadership program. Okay, Marist took that money. Oh, God. Anyway, the Rangers have made a statement. And you know what? I keep seeing these uh, you, these people, and as I'm sure you know of them, uh, that come out there and say, Hey, what does it matter to you if the Rangers make a statement? And uh, the the only good point I think you can make with it is, well, if they make a statement it's, at this point, it's sort of like a PR stunt. And whatever they say is probably going to be garbage anyway. You're right in thinking that. It probably will be garbage. Um, But I cover the team. And I like to grow the sport of hockey. Which, by the way, today on, was it a first take? Pretty much, I think it was Max was like, "Yeah, hockey." Oh, Max Kellerman,
2: yeah, Yeah, I saw that too.
1: Yeah, he's like, "Not a real sport. They have twenty dollars fans. That's it. They don't do numbers." And you know, keep
2: keep pretending that people give a shit about boxing, Max Kellerman. It's fine. That was
1: a good one. Um, but NHL is, you know, they have low ratings, and I like to grow the game. That's why even rivalry. When I see rivalry, people, I'm like, "Well, I hate you, but listen, you got you like the game. That's fun." And don't you think if you're a person of color and you see the Rangers haven't made a Statement on a uh, serious, uh, like movement in the United States of the Black Lives Matter movement, all of a sudden, oh, uh, you go, Oh, should I like the Rangers? Uh, no, like, I know somebody that was literally like, I'm not gonna follow this team anymore. Like, I think it's important just from the grow the game aspect and from a human decency aspect. Like, just say something, it's really not that hard when you're the only team left in pretty much in New York City and almost all major sports at this point. That's embarrassing. I know it's. I know. Listen, I know it's going to be hashtag for the brand. And it's hashtag PR trying to appease both sides. Bullshit. But just say it. It's not that hard. It's really not.
2: Well, I mean, the Knicks haven't said anything either. So at well, least there's one common denominator I, there. Yeah, it's, it's James Dolan. So it, like, it's it's James Dolan. That that's really what it comes down to. It's this, he's doing what he wants to do, and for whatever reason, the thing I don't understand. I really don't understand. That internal letter that got leaked uh, from Pablo Torre, why don't you just make that your statement? Like, it's not a good, it it wasn't good. I'm not going to sit here and say it was good. It would have been one of the lamest, one of the weakest statements that any organization put out. But if you just put that out, it's the bare minimum, right? We're asking for you just to clear the lowest of low bars, which is to say something. And the fact that the social media pages have stayed completely blank i do think i think yesterday night around 10 o'clock they posted a black square on instagram for blackout tuesday and i think that's as far as they've gone and again this was at this was after 10 o'clock on tuesday so they waited until the very last moment when probably everyone is already off instagram for the day so it's you know what jokes on them their players have spoken out Mm -hmm. some of their players have put together some of the like Jacob Trub has been amazing. We've all read Keandre Millers at this point. Yeah, uh, Julian Keandre, Gauthier Keandre had a really on the front good
1: page one. of ESPN with that story, by the way.
2: Yeah, it. The players are taking it upon themselves to act out, God. and you have to respect and admire that because, for whatever reason, this is something. I don't know. I don't know. I James Dolan doesn't want to make the statement. You would think that as smart and as media savvy as someone like um john davidson in and quite quite honestly as smart and media savvy david quinn David quinn has said amazing things when it comes to the coronavirus on msg those guys are smart enough and to understand the situation we're in and they're smart enough to articulate it to a point where the organization would get behind it if they wanted to say something i would think both of those guys would say something if the organization let them James Dolan doesn't want to let that happen, so it it falls on James Dolan's feet, really does. It it's this reflects most poorly. It reflects poorly on the Rangers of the Knicks. I am not trying to excuse them, uh, the organization as a whole. But like, if you if you want to diagnose the problem from its core, it's James Dolan. I don't know why he doesn't want to say anything. It doesn't make any sense to me. It's as crass as this sounds. It's easy PR points. It's if you just come out and say. This shit's bad. I honestly, wish honestly, if was the not Rangers,
1: so if the Rangers just tweeted racism is bad, like and that's the bare minimum. Well, here,
2: here's <laughs> here's the thing that here's the thing that frustrates me, Ryan. Yeah. In a in a matter of weeks, probably some point after the Rangers get eliminated from whatever playoff system starts, the New York Rangers are going to ask their fans to participate in an online poll that will give one Ranger the Detective Stephen McDonald Extra Effort Award. Here's and... From all accounts, Stephen McDonald, fantastic human being, uh, real unfortunate—not just unfortunate, tragic—what happened to him in the line of duty. Um, he spent his entire life with the. Since then, with the Break the Cycle campaign, it's something his family is continuing to do today. Quite honestly, it is a negative reflection on McDonald that the Rangers haven't said anything because all it's doing is placating part of the systemic issues. That people are protesting against from all accounts detective mcdonald was not one of the problems no way 98 percent of the nypd probably not the problem the fact is there is a problem so the fact that the rangers don't want to acknowledge that there is a problem something that needs to be worked on day in day out 24 hour basis they're just placating to the worst parts the darkest corners of an organization it's that simple i i don't either They're, they're hiding behind the shield. It's just, it's so fucking frustrating. There's no need to do it. It's, you you can, it's, it's, it's one
1: thing when you're like, if you're a market like Florida or like a market in a more, you know, maybe, uh, I would just say like a a red market. Really? Uh, you're in New York city. Like, (laughs) I know I, I listen, it's, it's one of the most quote unquote, you talked, we, you, you and I talked about this in private today. Like, it's one of the, quote-unquote, more progressive cities on Earth. Period. End of story. It, to not say anything is like, what? It's how? I don't understand. And I know, like, someone said, does it what make you – would you sleep better at night if the Rangers say something? No. But I'd like the team that I cover. Like, and I, I can't believe I can say this. Part of my living is covering this team. It's a small part. It's my second job. But it's – Gregory, it's our job, right? Like this is what we do. The Athletic hired us to do this, and it would be nice if the team I cover, as a fan and as a podcaster, would do the right thing, just do the morally right thing. And they haven't. That's why it's frustrating. Am I going to lose sleep? No. Would probably be a bunch of bullshit when they, if they, if they actually did say something. Yeah. Like the Islanders put something out. It was total shit. That's what it was. There's a couple other teams that did that. Like the other team I follow, the Tampa Bay Rays. Whew. Home run, baby! They killed it.
2: But yeah, the the Mets, the Mets. You uh, we talked about it on Monday. Their statement was so vague that if you were part of the protest, you would think the Mets were talking about you, and then if you were a cop committing these actions, you would think it was supporting you. Like it was so vanilla that you couldn't tell which side of anything they were coming down. Right. But at least they said something.
0: Yeah.
2: It, it's again. It and I said this. I said this Monday. I'll say it every day. It's not that I need the New York Rangers to say something for me. I don't need them to do anything. But it's one of those instances where they're a big part of this community. They do a lot of good. The Garden of Dreams is one of the biggest charitable foundations. Any organization, let alone sports team, puts all their momentum behind. So for them to...
1: Garden of Dreams is awesome, by the way. They've done a lot of
2: great. For them to... have those type of charitable actions and philanthropic desires for them to put a complete blind eye to everything going on now is just ir- it's irresponsible, quite it's quite frankly.
1: I, I can't believe I can say this, but I listened to about five or six songs today off the JD and the straight shots album, The Great Divide. It's about like people not listening to each other in this country and not being able to come to terms. That's lyrics. The owner of the Knicks and Rangers wrote. And performed live in front of, but as he put himself on before the Eagles. And he wrote about it in his song. And then his official statement was like, well, we're in the entertainment business. I can only really say this in my music. What? What? Like, dude, what is happening? Like, how could you do this? How could you write about all these things? This wasn't that long ago. Great Divide came out in 2019. This wasn't like he did this a long time ago. He wrote about it. He sung about it. And now he won't make a comment on an actual divide within our country. Cool. Great. So you won't make the, you won't let the teams you own make that, make that comment, but you'll sing about it as you insert yourself in before the Eagles. Dope. Really great.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I, he, he, James Dolan seems like a guy that likes to surround himself with people that don't criticize him. So. Yep. That's how we get here. I mean, same guy that's banned fans from the garden for chanting, sell the team. Dude's, Dude's paper thin. He's shown his, he's this, this isn't Dolan even showing his true colors. I I don't know what we should have expected. Uh, it, it, it does suck because again, from a hockey standpoint, Great he's owner. a dude that stays in the background and just signs the checks. And that's really all you want from your sports owners. But you would also hope that your owner would at least have the understanding that a moment is bigger than an organization. And, you know, the thing that sucks is how easy was it for this team to put stuff out when we were in the middle of the coronavirus? How easy was it for this team to put stuff out when literally any, anything else, like anything. the Vegas shooting, this team put something out there. It. I don't know why this is the moment they don't want to put some – I mean, I do know why this is the moment they don't want to put something out there. It's just – it sucks that your worst thoughts about – a person and about the dude that is at the top of your organization get confirmed. And that's all James Dolan is doing. He's, he's confirming a lot of the worst that we've always thought or assumed or already knew about him. He's just, he's reaffirming those beliefs. And this, this doesn't reflect poorly on a Chris Kreider. This doesn't reflect poorly on an Adam Fox. This doesn't reflect poorly on a Julian Gauthier or J.D. or Quinn at
1: all. This
2: this reflects poorly on James Dolan and James Dolan alone. And look, that's not to say there are other people within the organization that could be doing more themselves. There are. There most certainly are. But for the Rangers and Knicks to be this silent after that letter that we've seen, I, we start at James Dolan. And once we figure that problem out, we can get to the other problems that we need to find.
1: Hey, well, when Tory releases... Uh... You know that there's internal there's an internal players meeting. it's Dolan, like, that's when you know, isn't it? like he has to see that,
2: that's, right? Like, that, but that's just that's just the thing. Like, seriously, if Dolan turned that letter just into a the public response that the Knicks or and Rangers had, sure, it wasn't good. I'm not going to sit here and say that would have solved all ills in the world. At least it would have been something, though, and then the conversation could have been. All right. Well, if this is how the Knicks feel or the Rangers feel, they should be responding. How can they better respond? Silence is the worst. Silence is literally the worst thing you could be doing right now. So, I don't know. It's we're just gonna we're gonna chase our tails with this one. Mm-hmm. So I I think we should basically we'll keep talking about it until the the Rangers or the Knicks want to say anything. But for the purpose of this OT. There are only so many ways that we can express to people listening that James Dolan's a fucking fool, and, and he's at best a fool, at worst a racist. Like those are the only things I can say about James Dolan.
1: Yeah, uh, and there was a, a period of time in my life I would have done a lot to work for MSG, and I that time's over. <laughs> to be honest, it certainly feels that way.
2: Dude, go back, go back to early March. I would have said James Dolan would have one hundred and ten percent been a better owner than the Wilpons because at least he signs checks.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is a it's a big statement, and, I, and the last thing on this for me, Greg, is that I just I like the, I like I don't want to be that guy please like my sport, but I don't want anyone to turn on the team I love, you know, because of this situation. And I I don't blame anybody. Yeah, but you for, shouldn't
2: you shouldn't care.
1: I don't blame you anybody. Should, you for shouldn't
2: you should, if if someone if someone out there doesn't like want to like the Rangers anymore because of this, first of all, warranted. If but fair, yeah, I have nothing. But I there's nothing I can say. That should change your mind. The, it, pretty egregious move by the Knicks and the Rangers, but what that person does shouldn't impact your personal feelings. You got to come to terms with whatever your personal feelings are. For me, I, it, I, like I said, it confirms a lot of what I've already thought about James Dolan, the human being, let alone the sport owner. Uh, I, I have a pretty good job of. I mean, I. I do it on a daily basis with the mets i do a pretty good job of separating the product from the person who owns the product um but yeah i if someone doesn't want to be a ranger fan anymore because of this i'll blame you god, god bless you i don't I, you're probably stronger if i about to say you're way stronger than, than I, am. I am yeah yeah I,
1: i'm gonna stick around like a fucking idiot all right uh <laughs> let's take a quick break We'll come back and talk Leah Sanderson and five-star questions. Hey, are you in the New York City area? Like a business? Are you a business in the New York City area? Do you want a sponsor on this podcast? I Listen, I begged for sponsors for years. Please. But now you can actually sponsor with The Athletic. That's pretty cool. It's not just sponsoring with Bush's Breakaway. I mean, it is going to be on here, but it's with The Athletic also. If you want to do that, you can go to theathletic.com slash podcast ads and, and see, if, see if we can cut a deal. Work with us. Our, our listeners are loyal and engaged just like you. What better way to advertise your business than on your favorite podcast, Bushrits Breakaway, or other athletic podcasts? Check that out, theathletic.com slash podcast ads. All right, back to the show. And we're back. All right. Uh, Leas, so the, uh, fill me in on this story because I think I saw you tweeting about it. I, so if, if I understand correctly, it's that Leas Anderson or the Rangers were looking to possibly get him back for the playoff run?
2: Yeah, cool. it, it reports out there that the Rangers want Leas back in camp. I Here's the thing, and I, I think it's – to me, it's pretty clear what's going down. The Rangers, first of all, want to prove to other NHL teams that Leas Anderson has an NHL future. And the only way – the first thing you can do to prove that Anderson has an NHL future is by inviting him back to NHL camp and giving him – the appearance of trying to earn a spot in the lineup for the playoffs. However, I think you're fooling yourself if you think that Leah Anderson is going to have any kind of role in the play-in series and the playoffs beyond that outside of a number of injuries popping up. For starters, we know – I don't know how many times we've said this, but I, last time we had Shana Goldman on the podcast, we talked about how we have plenty of evidence to suggest – David Quinn doesn't like playing a fourth line. He might give the impression that he enjoys having talented players on a fourth line, but I don't know how much more evidence you need to see that this guy, his fourth line plays 11 minutes at most, and more times than not plays like eight minutes a night. That's not really creating an impact for your team on a nightly basis. If Leah Anderson is not going to be one of the top three centers and he shouldn't, because right now you still have Mika Zabinajed, Ryan Strom, and, Philippito. There's people were suggesting that he might come in for Capo Caco, but I don't see that I don't because see that at all. with Caco coming out, that means Gauthier will move up to the third line. Uh, and if from there on uh, the other wing on the third line, we still have no evidence to suggest that David Quinn doesn't value whatever the fuck he thinks Brett Howden does on a nightly basis. And we also have evidence to suggest that Quinn has a lot of faith in Phil DiGiuseppe and rightfully so dj Giuseppe has been he played really uh, well he played really well all things considered he was one of the best defensive forwards the rangers were playing all year so i leas best case scenario is finds a spot on the fourth line but I, we've already seen what fourth line leas looks like it doesn't matter it he's it's not it's a non-existent role so it's i will say this in the short term for the playoff series i think The best thing that could come out of this is Leah Anderson showing a desire to play in the NHL again because that will do wonders for his trade stock, and honestly, it will do wonders for how the Rangers plan moving forward because here's the thing. We're still an organization that, or we are still an organization. The Rangers are still an organization that has a big stinking question with what to do with Ryan Strom after this year. He's going to be really expensive. The Rangers are really up against the cap. It's a team that clearly values Tony D'Angelo, and they got to give him money. It's a team that clearly values... Uh, Alex Georgiev and they got to give him money. It's a team that clearly values Jesper Foss, And if they're going to have to, they're going to have to think about resigning him too. So is there a scenario where the Rangers, we've talked about them signing low cost options, the Trevor Lewis's of the world, the Miko uh, Miko Koivu's if they want to play another year, the Jason Spezza's if they want to leave Toronto is the more likely option moving Filipino up to two C, which we all think he's ready for. Yep. And, giving leah Anderson the keys to the third line it's possible it's definitely the cheapest option available but i i don't think it's more likely because of this it's it's if leah Anderson comes back in the fold it's an option i just i I don't personally think it should be their first option but at least it's a cost effective option that one gives leah Anderson more ice time two somewhat solves what the rangers should be doing on the third line that isn't just putting Brett Howden back there because we know that doesn't work. And three, it's it's an, it's at least intriguing, right? I, I, we don't know for sure that it'll work, I, I, but we also don't know for sure that it won't.
1: I wasn't in practices with Leas, right? Wasn't there. I know uh, Rick has said very little about Leas, actually, especially at the beginning of the season. But Leas, I know from watching in and out when Leas was on the team, he really didn't get a lot of shots outside of the fourth line. Now, again, I wasn't at practice. I don't know what they thought of him, but I, I did think Leas got the short end of the stick. I don't know what happened behind the scenes. I know about the mental health stuff he talked about. I don't know the full story. I really don't. I don't know if we'll ever know the full story, but I would really like to see it at, at least, and now's not the time, but in the future, like you mentioned, uh, if, I would like to see if Leas could handle the 3C three, th- three role because that fixes the problem for the Rangers for the long term. If Leas can handle it, like, but we have to see. And I just don't know. And I don't think we actually found that out. Um, he didn't want to be here for mental health concern reasons. He would need to go back home. I don't blame him whatsoever for that. Really, I don't. The kid's still young. He's got a lot going on. And I I think he might come back. But I have a, I, I know there was reports that came out saying that no Sweden, Swedish players were going to come back this, or at least, I mean, Hank will probably definitely, not probably, definitely be coming back but a lot of players in that league would not be uh, coming over to the NHL. So I, I'm curious to see what Leas could do at 3C. I'm i I'm not as – I I would say I'm the low end of optimistic of him actually coming back. I, I've i still always been the there's a chance he comes back guy. I've definitely never been on the uh, there's no way Leas ever plays with the Rangers again bandwagon. But if Ryan Strom has to go, because I don't think they thought Ryan Strom would have to go, um, a couple months ago before the COVID uh, pandemic, which is still happening, by the way, hasn't stopped, in case you are wondering out there. Uh, I I do believe Elias could be a cheap option for the third line. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I just, again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. 28-man rosters in terms of skaters for who can go to these training camps. It would be foolish of any team to go to camp with less than 28 players because there's it doesn't seem like there's any financial penalty for bringing everybody in and seeing where everybody is. Um, but in terms of the 18 guys that are going to be on the ice for the Rangers, Brennan Lemieux will come out and Chris Kreider will go in. And I think everybody else will just about stay the same. Oh, and Filippito will go back in because Heedle didn't play that last game. so That's correct. So Fogarty and Lemieux are going to come out. Kreider and Heedle are going to go in. And I think outside of that, It's not like Lieber Hayek is going to get minutes over Brendan Smith. It's not like Leas Anderson is going to get minutes over Brett Howden. And this isn't a conversation of should Leas Anderson get more minutes. I I think we've had that conversation a hundred thousand times. It's plain and simple. The coaching staff sees it differently than we do. There's something about Brett Howden that they like. There's something about Greg McKegg that they think works on a fourth line. There's something about, Julian Gauthier down there too. And the Phil DiGiuseppe. We actually know what they like about Phil DiGiuseppe. It's just, I don't see anyone in the lineup that is going to come out with Leus Anderson going in. Just David Quinn didn't see it at the beginning of the year. David Quinn didn't see it after what we thought was a really good camp. David Quinn didn't give him the chances that we thought he, not only that we thought Leas necessarily earned, but more so that Brett Howden wasn't earning his chances so that someone should have been given a chance over Leas. I think it's great that the Rangers want to keep Leas in an organization. I think they're trying to play the long game. I think they're trying to give themselves options for if, if or when Ryan Strome leaves this team and they have a hole they need to fill on the third line. And I think more importantly, they're just trying to build his trade stock back up. But I do. I think Leas Anderson is going to suit up and play even one minute for the New York Rangers in the play in series. No, I'd be stunned. Floored, even
1: I would be too. There's no way. Uh,
2: does it doesn't make any Quinn sense? Quinn trusts
1: his system. He likes his guys.
2: Quinn, you not had any
1: time with Leus?
2: Even even if you want to just go, Quinn seems to abide by the pecking order a lot more than just about anybody else. If you want to go by the pecking order, Vinnie letaria was the team's leading scorer down in Hartford. Uh, Vitali Kravstov's game turned a significant corner at the end of the year. I don't see how Leah Anderson earned minutes over either of those guys, let alone the Boonie Evases, who's always been a good soldier in the eyes of David Quinn. Stephen Fogarty, who came up for this team right before the pause. Michael Haley, who should be fully healthy, unfortunately, when this all starts back up. There are a lot of guys that Leah Anderson is going to have to pass. Yeah, yeah. there are a lot of guys Leah will have to pass. I just don't see how he's going to be able to do it in a training camp environment. It doesn't make any sense.
1: No, especially when the training camp I hope, is probably going to be short. I hope he comes back.
2: I hope comes back. If he comes back, great. Then we can talk about Leas Anderson in a variety of ways that we wouldn't have been able to before that. But for now, I I think it's nuts to assume Leus is going to get in the lineup. Jimmy Vesey has now
1: made a statement, and the Rangers have not.
2: There's yeah, he made, it, he made it earlier today. For
1: him. All right, I think that's it for today. Uh, you don't want to do the five stars? No, we'll leave it for next that week. That we
2: said we were going to do?
1: Yeah, we'll leave it for next week.
2: We said we were going to do them. You even teased before you tossed the break that you were going to do them. <sighs>
1: okay, here we go. Uh, this is from Chris in Florida, our, our boy. Excellent job Fort as night. always on the podcast, considering Kako Prisby has diabetes and, uh, and how COVID-19 is a bigger effect on people with diabetes. Should Kako risk even playing in the playoffs if hockey returns? I know there's been a lot of talk about having a buyout provision and using it on Lundqvist, so it's a different question. Uh, is there any rule that prohibits teams from buying someone uh, one and then resigning them at the league minimum? So I Yes, not can- yes there
2: are I'll, I'll just yes there is a provision you can't you can't buy a player out and then resign them.
1: yeah th- he said this this could be a way to circumvent the cap yeah i teams would do this all the time if that was the case that's just not
2: yeah the the closest that you can come to is what the capitals did a couple of years ago where they traded brooks or pick to the avalanche the avalanche then bought out brooks or pick and then the capitals resigned brooks Orpik. but the avalanche but still have to buy
1: him out yeah
2: right you have to if you want to do that, you have to trade Hank somewhere. Agree somehow that that team will then buy him out, and then you can re-sign Hank. Uh,
1: as for Kako, I think whatever he he feels comfortable with.
2: Yeah, I, I'm not I'm not a doctor. Yeah. If if the doctors say he's good, then I would hope the doctors are thinking of more than just what the hell's going on on the ice. If the doctor says it's not safe, don't fucking play. That's it. But I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sit here and play doctor.
1: Yeah, I'm whatever. If Kako, they'll probably give him some stats and risk factors. And if he decides to play, he decides to play. That's his decision and the team's decision. I don't even I,
2: – I personally don't think Kako should have a decision. I think it should be in the hands of medical professionals. Whatever the medical professional says independently is what should happen.
1: And even then, if if the guy's like, you could play, Kako could say no. And I'm fine right. with that. Right. Right. Uh, I did this one for McSeed. Uh, Liddy's rough for Ryan. What does it take to get verified on Twitter? Oh, I didn't actually finish Chris's question. Um, he also said, does, does MLB come back for the year and how far apart the sides are gotten, and how bad the negotiations have gotten? Praise be uh, Takako, as always.
2: I'm at, I'm at a point now with baseball where I hope the players dig their heels in and they don't come back at all. I'm the same way. Just fuck the owners.
1: I'm the same way. I'm the same fucking... All right. Uh, for Ryan, what does it take to get verified on Twitter? Because the fact that Cardiac Kane is verified after the pure absurdity of this last week is really making me question how hard you got to work for this check mark. Let me tell you exactly how this happened because people have asked me before. Greg and I got signed to the Athletic. They sent us an email. I sent them my Twitter. I had a blue check mark a week later. That's all I did. That's it. It's it's it, you'll you'll see local news media. Um, sometimes they have like media outlets that have Twitter like they have like six hundred followers or whatever, and they'll be verified. That's all that happens. So I'm assuming the cardiac king guy uh, just has maybe he's part of SB Nation or something, and then that's that's all it took. That's that's it. Um, Wise 98 says, As as you guys have heard Jack uh, about Jack, Jackals, Jack Eichel's statement, talking, Jesus. Uh, would it make any sense for the Rangers to trade for him, whether it be near the future or a couple years down the road? And if so, what would it take to pry him from Buffalo? Keep up the great work, praise be. I, I think pretty sure we went through this, but to t- to actually pry him from Buffalo, what? would be
2: Booch, Niels Lundqvist,
1: first well, round? I, I, did,
2: I The... The author I put out there on Twitter that 60% of people hated was Heedle, Niels Lundqvist, Kravtsov, Georgiev, and two first round picks. That's a awesome. lot. I still think the Sabres say no to that. I think, I think, they think do the too. smart GM says no to that. I, I don't know how you get Jack Eichel for less than two first round picks and those picks. I I just should the Rangers do it? Absolutely. It's Jack yeah. fucking Eichel. He's 23 years old. He's one of the best centers in the game. Uh that's the same reason why the Sabres should never trade him ever period i think at 10 million dollars a year eichel is still underpaid i think eichel would be the best center on just about any team in hockey besides the penguins and the maple leafs it's yeah the rangers should do it but yeah a smart gm is going to ask the rangers for everything and i think i would do that trade i
1: think i I would would i
2: would do that trade in a heartbeat but i i don't think the sabers would say yes to it again i i say this bottle is an idiot maybe the sabers say yes to it if you're the rangers you say yes to it but i a smart gm would not say yes to that deal because a smart gm would understand that they have a 23 year old center locked up for the next six years and just figure everything else about your team out yeah don't trade the one thing that isn't the problem everything else is the problem then you have trade m- everything out. Your-
1: mika and jack eichel as your one two <laughs> that's how you start contending my
2: friend mika mika jack eichel one two with panarin with Kreider long term Mm -hmm. uh you still have booch for another year you still have kako long term you still have one of the two first round picks that you wouldn't have traded in this year's draft you still have all those defensemen including keandre miller and zach jones and matt robertson yeah you fucking make the deal like it, You still even have fucking Tyler Wall at that point if you really need another goalie. And Olaf Lindbom. Yeah, make the trade if you're the Rangers. But again, I, if you're the Sabres, a smart team doesn't make that trade because a smart team knows that you don't trade the thing that isn't the problem. Trade Jeff Skinner. Find something for Jeff Skinner. Maybe move on from Rasmus Dahlin if you don't think that's going to work. You don't trade Eichel. He's the one thing that you know is good. Deal with everything else. Stop playing Rasmus Ristolainen in top fucking line minutes on the defense. Don't be an idiot.
1: That's it for today's show. We'll be back next uh, Tuesday morning. More Blue Breakaway. Follow me on Twitter at O'Reilly Follow Greg at Blue Break. Peace out.